Welcome back to Path to Glory, the Warhammer Underworlds podcast that focuses on competitive gaming, player development, and community growth. This episode was made possible by our patrons, so thanks to everyone who supports us. If you're interested in supporting the podcast monetarily, please check us out at patreon.com slash path to glory. If that's not possible, we still appreciate the listens and the ratings. This is Amon Kusro, and as always, I am joined by my crustacean co-host, Jonathan Davis. Hello. Where are your little crustaceous pincers at? There you go. Yeah. Do it for the fans. <laughs> Feeling um, extra fishy today. Yeah. Usually. More than more so <laughs> than usual. Yeah. Because yeah. for those of you who are not aware, Jonathan's uh, moniker on the discords <clears throat> is Wigglefish. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. And... Uh, there's something wiggling in this warband today. <laughs> a few things, actually. <laughs> That's true. A couple things. There's, there's a bunch of wiggle wiggles. Okay, well, um, Jonathan, why don't you kick us off with some announcements? Yeah, we do have some announcements. We have uh, two new patrons. Thanks to John and Victor for supporting us. Um, we really appreciate it. Shout out to John and Victor. Thanks. <laughs> um. So in today's episode, we'll be doing the Warband review for Elethane's Soul Raid. We'll be covering the fighters, objectives, gambits, gambits, upgrades, and what we think how they might be played in the current meta. That is quite dire indeed. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, we've so, made it to the end, the 10th the Warband this yeah. season. <laughs> Can we just talk about that for a second? Sure. I feel like... First of all, we went through an entire season of Warhammer Underworlds without any sort of balance update. <laughs> in about six insane. months. <laughs> in about six months, which is insane. Yeah. Um, and I, I just felt like these last, like, uh, so when the Seraph or the Ravagers came out, there was a gap, right? And then the Seraphon came out. It was like, like three to four weeks. You know, I think yeah. there was like a delay. And then like, I thought, you know, well, maybe they'll just do you know, the same weekend every month, and then, like, end of April, beginning of May, end of May, beginning of June, and I'm just, like, four weeks, four warbands, or five weeks, and I just, I, I still have some of them unbuilt, man. <laughs> I've been able to keep up with the building, but that's about it. I've played, yeah. I've played maybe two games in the last, like, two weeks, and uh, not very many the week before that, <laughs> so... It's just it's been just a tough. busy month for me, and then the release schedule is intense. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, and I've been really wanting to write, like, other articles for, you know, our blog um, and talk about things on this podcast other than just doing reviews. Yeah. But because Games Workshop sends us these review copies for free, and we have to mention that now based on the last email, um, that, um, you know, we are obligated to uh, to review this stuff kind of how that works so um obviously we enjoy it and i think it does like you know i guess bring views and stuff but i don't know if it's something that we just want this our content to solely be based around right yeah yeah well i know for me i would like the meta to kind of stabilize and then i need to play and then i'll have more to more to talk about so yeah 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 well <laughs> we'll get our chance 
because uh, if we look at previous, assuming that things go back on track, you know, we'll have until the fall. So actually, it's yeah. not really far away, but I guess two, three months before. <laughs> yeah, we should have uh, a, a couple months at least. They announce another season if they indeed do. But let's stay on the current season, the fourth season, Diarchasm. And let's go ahead and jump into these fighter cards. Um, actually, before we do that, let's look at some of these miniatures. Um, we're going to be yeah. referencing the Warhammer community article. Other things, Soul Raid are prepared to surge through Diarchasm with these cards. You know, when people say they don't like puns, this is this title is full of puns. <laughs> um, but uh, what do you think about the ensemble, this cast of fighters here? Um, you know, they're interesting. I think that I like all of the models individually. I don't know if I feel like they really look like they go together that much um, as much as some of the other warbands do. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a motley crew of characters here. <laughs> I agree. Like, I, I, so I, I like the three elven figures. Like they all have mar- matching armor. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, and like if they, if there wasn't like an eel floating by Elethane or there wasn't like barnacles on the ground, I would just think like, why is there a giant crab and a fish there? <laughs> but then on the other hand, I'm like, yo, dude, my boy Jonathan made it. It's his Underworld's debut. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know, man. You you had a great, great season, dude. Uh, Team Jonathan with the vampires. Oh. And then you had Wigglefish <laughs> with uh, the spine fish over here. Look at you. Living life. That's lying. true. I, I just picked the right game to play, I guess, right? You picked the right teams. <laughs> You picked the right teams. Team uh, Amon slash Jacob is struggling right now. There are no, there are no <laughs> werewolves. <sighs> okay, well, let's jump into these miniatures. I think they look pretty cool. I really like them. I think they have yeah. a lot of character. They're very unique. Motley is a great adjective. And um, I think we all are excited to bow down to our lord and savior, the crab. <laughs> so Sure, we'll see if he's any good. Yeah, we'll see if he's good. Uh, okay, well, let's start with our... Fearless leader here, Elethane Ill-Fated. For those of you who are unaware, the lore behind the Ideneth Deepkin, which is the faction from which these miniatures hail, um, they uh, have some daddy issues with Teclis, and uh, who is a god of light, and he removed the souls from Slanesh, because Slanesh, when the world got destroyed, Slanesh got so fat, because Slanesh ate all the elven souls. So the three elven gods try, you know, banded together, captured Slanesh between the realms of light and shadow, and slowly started pulling out souls and then recreating them in their own image. So this was Teclis's first go, and because I guess they were so re- like traumatized in terms of like recency, because they were the most recent to get eaten, they hadn't got used to it. They were shook, I guess, and they just like never really met his expectations. And hmm. so they've got a real serious father-son dilemma here. Um, and so they ran away to the bottom of the ocean where they all can now breathe underwater. And uh, Tamael, Tamael, we'll, we'll pronounce his name later properly, um, is one of the, uh, I guess, ill-fated, if you will, because they're born with no souls. So they literally jump out of the ocean, use magic to let themselves and underwater creatures breathe, and then uh, attack people and take their souls so they can use their souls to uh, give their people souls. So that's why it's a real morbid vibe over here. But uh, that's why he's ill-fated. 
So does that work in Underworlds if they're if they have the curse? Do they have do they have, still have souls? Can they get a soul? Well, I think there's a special rule on uh, Tamael's card that kind of helps with the whole soul concept. Yeah, but there's no like counters. They're not reaping souls or anything. I think that'd be a really cool um, mechanic for maybe like a larger warband. Yeah, but uh, with with three elves, a crab, and a fish, it's kind of difficult. <laughs> um but okay so let's go into elethane ill-fated sure um he is he has the keyword ideneth and he has the keyword hunter so always nice to see the hunter keyword uh makes the warband uh, have access to some better cards or at least easier access to certain cards he's got a melee attack three smash two damage has a special rule called soul harvest Reaction after this attack action, if it takes an enemy fighter out of action and there is no friendly Tamiel on the battlefield, place a friendly Tamiel on a starting hex in your territory. So yeah. I guess this is that kind of soul reaping thing. Um, mm-hmm. So kill someone with your leader and you can bring one of your fighters back. So that's pretty neat. He's also got a net because he's holding a net, uh, a soul net. Three range, two fury, one damage. This also has the Soul Harvest special rule. Um, unlike other nets in the game, it doesn't drop move or charge tokens. A um, little upsetting, but you know, he's got an <laughs> insanely attack, uh, accurate attack action with three smash. Yeah. I feel like a lot of leaders have three smash this expansion. Um, range four, or movement four, one block, four wounds. It's nice to see elven leaders with four wounds. Um, when he inspires now let's talk about the inspiration mechanic i think before we <laughs> kind of dig any deeper so the entire warband has the inspiration mechanic called or it just says it is the second round yeah and then um on their inspired side it says ebb tide at the start of the third round this fighter is uninspired so for those of you familiar with how they play in age of sigmar and the whole concept behind like a, a wave crashing down on you you know, they comes in, there's a surge, there's a peak, and then it goes back into the ocean. And that's the whole concept of how they play in Age of Sigmar, where they get stronger mid-game, but then weaker towards the end of the game. Same concept here. Um, what do you think about this mechanic, um, aside from the fact that I think it's extremely unique? Yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's a really cool, um, cool effect. I think we'll have to see um how powerful it is i mean i think a lot of warbands would take this inspire condition yeah um, it's similar to me uh kind of reminds me of wild hunt because a lot of the time you will inspire a lot of them in the second round um and then uninspiring in the third round isn't great but by then you should have upgrades and you should have um you know hopefully you've already taken the big targets down so um I don't know if it's that much of a downside. Um, so I, I think this is a pretty good inspired condition. It'll just depend, you know, specifically on what are, what are we getting from being inspired, um, you know, in each specific case. Yeah. I think for me, when I play most games of Underworlds or I watch them, most of the action happens in the second and third round of the game. Yeah. Right. So for, for me, like, this is really cool because you can kind of just jump in there. You can take your time to power up, play a little cagey, um, jump on some objectives get that glory and then you're you can guarantee that it's inspire going into the second round cause as much havoc and damage as you can or disruption 
and then fall back on your initial stats, which, as you mentioned, bolstered by upgrades, don't seem that bad, um, at least with Elethane. Um, one thing that we didn't mention is that he does have a special rule called Flood Tide. Um, when activated, this fighter can make a move or charge token if it has one or fewer move tokens. Yeah. So essentially, they can move twice or then move and then charge, um, which is really cool. Um, very similar to Molog in that concept, um, but more balanced because it's not a four <laughs> damage seven wound fighter. Um, yeah. So let's look at his inspired stats. The Talon Sickle gets in Snare and Cleave. Yeah. Um, the Soul Net gets in Snare and it goes to three Fury. He's got five move and nothing really else changes. He's just only on one block still. And then we get that Ebb Tide special rule so yeah and, and but we lose the flood tide ability correct correct yeah yeah so you're inspired but you don't have the ebb tide i mean the flood tide yeah so you're not quite as mobile um but uh cleaving and snare on the main attack is really good makes this guy really really accurate yeah i, I like how the whole concept is like i'm gonna spend the first turn move move Mm-hmm. And then second turn, I get my, like, you know, maybe an attack or a nice charge. And then, you know, maybe third round, I can, like, move a charge or whatever, you know? So, I, I really like the mobility behind this warband. And I think you have to be really smart and strategic about placement and, and you know, your target priority. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think maybe not specifically on this fighter, but on some of the other ones as well. It's nice having the option for the Flood Tide. Um just to be able to spend an activation like that. So yeah, I, I like that a lot. Yeah. And then, uh, inspired this guy at least is going to hit probably. <laughs> yeah. Three smash and snare cleave. Yeah. Um, he's a great target for a great strength and maybe oh, even yeah. a glory seeker. Yeah. Uh, very, very, I mean, even a fighter's ferocity, it's, you know? Yeah. So yeah. very, very cool fighter who helps bring back another fighter. But before we get to that fighter, <laughs> let's get to Furan. Furin. Furon. Furon. Um, she is an Ideneth. She is a hunter. She has a Hellsaber. Uh, one block. Three Fury. Two damage. She's got the Flood Tide special rule. Same mm-hmm. Inspire condition. It's the second round. Four move. Two dodge. And three wounds. When she inspires, her Hellsaber goes to three smash. Two damage. So she becomes insanely more accurate. Um, or actually, you might want to do the math on that, because I, at one point I think there is, um, obviously it's better, but how much better, you know, because at, at three dice you're trying to crit more, but we can talk about that in a second. Um, mm-hmm. Five move, two block, so two big stat switches off the bat, goes from Fury to Smash and Dodge to block. What do you think about Furon? Yeah, um, I mean, she's she's a decent fighter, I think. Um, but not really anything to write home about, I guess the, uh, I think, I think being able to move and then charge in the first round is really nice. Cause maybe you can sit around an objective and then charge after you scored something else. Um, only three wounds, you know, it's, it's kind of annoying. I think, um, she may die early on in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. in the second round, she does get much, much more durable, which I do like. And uh, the more accurate is good too. But I feel like it's going to be similar to Wild Hunt with um, Shiok. Yes. 
That's the basically a, a slightly more durable Shiok, which it, which is is a good thing, I guess. I mean, yeah, Shiok's pre- pretty good, you know. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you know, this, this, when you compare to the current meta, yes, you know, Shiok isn't or, or Furin aren't like the best fighters out mm-hmm. there, but I think it's a great secondary elf stat line. Like, you know, yeah. three wounds is seems like what they're going to go for for most elves. Um, so I like yeah. the vibe and I like her a lot. And I don't really expect her to stick around in the third round anyway, but if she does, like she's still solid. Um, yeah. Um, I guess so far on both of these fighters that we've looked at so far, the range one is probably their biggest limitation. Yeah. Um, but I guess being able to move and then charge helps a little bit. Yeah. When they're not inspired. So I also think it's funny that on her inspired side, we have like fluff text. I haven't seen fluff text mm-hmm. on a fighter card in a long time. Yeah, that's true. There's usually too many rules, <laughs> too many rules. So yeah, they went, uh, they went somewhat simple though. I think the rules are very unique. They don't need much, uh, addition, yep. but yeah, interesting fact. Okay. Well, let's go to Tamail, Tamail, Tamail. I'm going to go with Tamail. Tamail. Yeah. Uh, he's Ideneth. He is Hunter. Uh, range 2. 2 smash, 2 damage. Pretty solid. Um, Throne Harpoon. Actually, so let's go back to the Riptide Harpoon. So, uh, has a special rule called Riptide. In the drive back step, push the target 1 hex instead of driving the target back. So, I think we've mm-hmm. seen that with um, the Archer from the Dread Pageant. Yeah. yeah kind of does the same thing. And then we go to the Throne Harpoon. Uh, three range, three fury, one damage. Same with the Riptide ability, which is pretty neat. But it also has the impact special rule, so plus one damage when made during this fighter's charge action. So, um, might be the word or the keyword for the future impact right there uh, for abilities like these. Four move, one dodge, three wounds. Um, after the second round, when Tamiel inspires, his Riptide Harpoon stays the same, except he gets in snare. And his Throne Harpoon also gets in Snare. Aside from that, he goes to 5 move and 2 dodge. Stays yep. at 3 wounds. And loses um, keep in the mind, Flood Tide. Yeah, loses the Flood Tide. Uh, keep in mind that this is the one that can be brought back to life if Elethane, your leader, gets a kill and uses his reaction. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's cool. The... Uh it's interesting that the inspired side just gets ensnare. Um, ensnare is great if you can attack something with dodge, uh, but it's a little bit situational. Um, he gets to dodge. Yeah, he does get the dodge, which is nice. I almost I wonder if the enemy will try to kill this guy too early, um, lest he, you know, just come back and then get to charge again. Um, but. Uh, but he's pretty solid. I mean, range two is nice. Damage with two damage is nice. And I like the javelin. The throwing harpoon. Yeah, I do too. I think when you want to compare this fighter to like a blue horror or like a skaven that can come back or um, a grimwatch. Yeah, maybe. I feel like he's pretty good. You yeah. Know, that's his role is to come back and be annoying. He's pretty good, but in an aggressive manner, which I think skaven do really well. Um, and p- sometimes yeah. even Grimwatch, then, you know, I think, I think this is pretty solid. Like, I, I like the stat line and, um, you know, I look forward to seeing how often he does come back, if it's worth bringing yeah. him back. 
And, uh, but at the very least, that two range is nice because he's threat range of six off the bat. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right off the bat, I would think that I would use him aggressively early in the game, maybe stand him on an objective or something, and then hope that he does end up dying. And then, you know, hope to bring him back like once, uh, yeah. maybe twice. So, fun fact this warband loves burst of speed and long strider. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, if you're playing relic, throw them it both in like there. That. Yeah. Um, well, now that we've gotten the elves out of the way, I think uh, <laughs> let's go to the main attraction right here. Doing Claw is a crab. He is. Uh, he has a. <laughs> he's three move, two block, which is pretty solid. Um, gives me the uh, stalag squig vibe, and three wounds. He's yep. got a crushing claw, which is a range one, two fury, two smash attack. He inspires in the second round. He's got a beast special rule. This fighter cannot be given attack action upgrades and cannot hold objectives. Uh, interesting to note, he does not have the hunter keyword or the Ideneth keyword. Um, and he's got a, a reaction called Scuttle. After another friendly fighter's activation, push this fighter one hex closer to that fighter. Um, which is a great mental image in my mind. Uh, when mm-hmm. Doing Claw inspires, his Crushing Claw goes to three fury and gains the cleave ability because he's got uh, some pincers. Other than that, nothing else changes for Crab, Crabby Patty. Yeah, that's true. What do you think about Doing Claw? Does he live up to the hype? <laughs> I don't think that he does. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he he looks. He looks cool. Um, yeah, he does. But I would say this, I mean, in the first round, there's really not a lot going on here, um, I guess is my my thought here. Uh, I do think that you can get him into position pretty well mm-hmm. um, because the other fighters are going to be activating. Um, I suspect you're going to activate one of the elves at least twice. Yes. Um, because of the double move, the move and then charge. And it's possible you're going to end up doing that you know, twice with the two elves. Um, and so he'll be able to scoot around with the scuttle ability. And I like that. And then once inspired, um, I like that he kind of makes up for the ensnare on um, the other fighter with cleave. Yeah. So one of them will be very accurate. Um, so I, I do like that. Um, other than that, I mean, the, the two block is nice. Um Three wounds is not great, but the two block might might made up make up for it. So, yeah, I mean he he's a better stalag squig, and, and we all know how annoying and sticky <laughs> stalag squig can be sometimes, right? Yeah, um, yeah, not I think a one bad of the, fighter. No, 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 not a bad fighter at all. I think one of the cool things about this fighter is he's got a scuttle reaction, and that scuttle reaction kind of um, uh, it actually shares the same window with. The Elethane's, um, like, Soul Harvest ability. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, if Tamiel is out of action and Elethane gets a kill, you have to pick between bringing Tamiel back or scuttling with, I guess, Doing Claw, which I, I don't know if there's much of a choice there, but uh, who knows? He might be <laughs> able to deny an objective or something that could win you the game. So, Yeah, it depends on the situation, I think. Um but yeah, I mean, it, it's an interesting fighter. I, I don't really want to charge with him in the first round, but if you do, I guess with proper positioning in the second round, uh, maybe you can get some attacks off yeah. by by pushing around next to people. Um, 
I sort of think the strategy with this warband will be to inspire and then charge four times if you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I also think he's good bait. Yeah. Like, you know, he's pretty tanky. So more often than I think half the time, he'll probably survive yeah. and then provide you support or he dies, which is unfortunate, <laughs> but, um, you'll get a nice counter charge. Maybe, maybe more than one, you know? So, yeah, two block is usually pretty frustrating. Um, so. Unless they've got cleave, which you hate. <laughs> um, last fighter. It's not really a fighter, actually, at all, if you think about it. <laughs> only um, only in the very technical sense, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, quite literally, it is a fighter. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So let, let's take a look at spine fin. We've got a movement of zero. Uh, one dodge and one wound. And um, has the inspire. It's the second round. Um, but he's got a couple rules here. And he's got no attack action profiles. So, small fry. You can decide not to set up this fighter during setup. This fighter cannot make actions, be given upgrades, or hold objectives. If it would be taken out of action, remove it from the battlefield and clear all counters and persisting effects from this fighter. It is not taken out of action. Now, there's a second rule. So, so let's, let's, let's clarify what small fry means. <laughs> sure. Okay. If you if you kill the fighter, you don't get glory. It's just removed from the battlefield, and it loses any effects and tokens. It wouldn't have any upgrades. Can't hold objectives. We were there so far. Can't make mm-hmm. any actions either. So second rule is shoal. Misery action. After an opponent's power step, pick one. Remove all friendly shoal tokens from the battlefield and place a shoal token in an empty hex, or place this fighter in an empty hex that contains a friendly shoal token, and remove that token. You can take this reaction even if this fighter is not on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. So essentially what this means is Spinefish can just kind of pop around wherever you place a shoal counter. So if Spinefish is not on the board, you place a, you know, your opponent ends their power step, you place a shoal counter, and then in their second power step, you can place the spine fish. Right. Or conversely, if the shoal counter is already on the table, then you can just play the spine fish. Or you could move the shoal counter and then put the spine fish down later. Yes. 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 Thank you for pointing that out. Um, if this fighter is out of action, it un- inspires uninspires in the third round just like you know it's, it's a good important justification because like if a fighter is out of action then technically they don't uninspire right. but in this case it'll always uninspire um when it inspires it's to dodge so what do we what do we make of spine fin? <laughs> um it's interesting um it, it it basically doesn't do anything except give support yeah or um, if you have cards that need you to have a fighter next to somebody or need you to have a fighter in a position like enemy territory, it works for all of those things. Um, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head here. Like the Warcom article said that like, oh, you know, they'll be, they'll think twice when they're forced to contend with block taxes where they least expect them. Like that doesn't matter. <laughs> it's also highly telegraphed. So like, 
Yeah. That doesn't matter. Um, I think it's more about, you, as you mentioned, supports, which you kind of have to set up. So I don't even know if you really get those supports more often than not. Um, maybe you can anticipate preemptively or use some pushes. So really, you're right. This is more about, did I get any assisting fighter or do I have all my enemy fighters and or friendly fighters in enemy territory or do I have, you know, one in enemy territory, one in no man's land, whatever. Um, yeah. It's interesting. But ultimately, I'm not sure if there's much use for this mine fish. Well, I actually do think the support aspect is very, very powerful. Um, because if you put the shoal token, you know, in between two enemy fighters, I, I mean, I guess they can block the shoal token, but then you just move it. So it's probably not worth their activation to block it. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could put it next to an objective that you think they're going to go on to. And then when they do, then you just put the fish down and then you get to charge and get support. Um, you can also do like lead bone dust or other things that happen to a fighter or near a fighter. That's actually a really good point. And I, and I was talking about that to somebody earlier today and I completely blanked <laughs> on that, but yeah. the spine fin is a great poison delivery system. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even things like center of attention, um, yeah. like just, just anything where you need a fighter in a certain area, you know, and it could, can sometimes be hard to do. If you plan it out, you can get a fighter anywhere you want. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's something, I mean, I almost look at it like it's a free, it's a free ability this warband gets because like the other fighters are decent. Um, you know, maybe they're paying like half of a fighter <laughs> worth, worth for this thing. Yeah. Um, and I think if you have it set up in the right place, then it can be useful. And the, the opponent really has no incentive to attack it, to spend an activation to attack it. Cause it doesn't, you, it doesn't die. You can't score anything off of that really. And, uh, you know, get any glory and it's just going to come right back. Yeah. The only time I can think of like this fighter would be attacked is if like you're playing a card, like your opponent's playing a card, like keep chopping or it's yeah, like, true. they need something in range to attack whether or not mm-hmm. they get the kill doesn't matter. Or like, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think even like perfect strike. Oh no, but it says take the fighter out of action. This doesn't get out of action. Yeah. So I think the only warband that might actually care is Kanan's Reapers because they have uh, created for war. So. Yeah. And I guess things like branching fate. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, I'm sure there's a situation where the right move is to attack it. But in general, I don't, I don't think that'll be the case. So yeah, um, I think 90% of the time yeah, they're just going to ignore this fighter and uh, maybe you can get some supports or as you mentioned, I really like that center of retention play. Didn't even think about that. That's a really cool idea. Um, or, uh, you know, the poison delivery system as we're discussing. So pretty cool. Yeah. I think that, so overall, like, what do you think about the miniatures and the fighters in this war band? Actually, let's not even talk about the miniatures. What about this? The fighter cards? (laughs) Like, what do you think? Um, I think it's an interesting, uh, setup for a war band. Um, they don't have the most health. Um, but if you compare them to some of the other four fighter war bands, um, like maybe the purifiers or the dread pageant. Um, I would say they're similar stat wise. Um, they're a little bit more accurate probably than, it, than mm-hmm. those two, but, um, and then it's maybe somewhere in between, uh, as far as how defensive they are. 
And uh, I think they're going to have a very, very strong second round if you have enough, if you get enough glory for upgrades in the first round. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I, you know, so I've, I've seen a lot of people comment on Discord and online that they're just like, oh, they're bad or they're, they're trash or they're poochies or whatever. But <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I think Elethane is like one of the stronger, fi- like a, a stronger fighter in this game. Um, even uninspired. I think Furan is a Shiok, which is quite respectable, as you mentioned. Um, I really like the the fact that Tamiel can come back and has that range too. I like mm-hmm. the fact that this Warband can move and then charge. Um, I, I would say maybe Doing Claw is like. I mean, he's not Legane, right? He's better than Legane. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. Much, I, I do think that this this Warband is the most like Wild Hunt of any Warband. Yes. I believe. Um, yeah. For sure. Of, of any other. Yeah. Where like your opponent is going to try to take down Elethane because Elethane is so integral to your warband. Same way. And Scathe is not integral to Wild Hunt, but he just does the most damage and he's the most lethal off the bat. So he's, and he can move the fastest. So that's kind of the bigger threats there. Um, so yeah, you're absolutely correct in that. They are very similar in play style and maybe even the way your opponent would try to, you know, break them down. But but my my immediate feeling is don't sleep on this warband because they look looks can be deceiving, um, but they're going to be a high skill cap warband. I really do believe that just from looking at the fighter cards. I'm talking like eyes of the nine worm spat level finesse. <laughs> where like the average player is going to dismiss them and call them names or not really think about it. But then you're going to see people who really dedicate their time and energy and craft into this warband, and they're going to do really well. Um, and I look forward to seeing that happen. Um, and if I'm fortunate enough, I can help make that happen. So I'm pretty excited to see how they work and how they function. But they're they're certainly not bad. I mean, for a four fighter warband, they have more wounds than Miari's, and yeah. uh, they're comparable in damage output to Dread Pageant. So I dig it. Yeah, yeah, they definitely are. Um, I and think that Wild they, Hunt, they do ahead. have relatively low damage. Sorry. Um. So I, th- that, I think that's their main weakness, but you know maybe they have ways to overcome that. Yeah, well, let's find out. Let's take a look at their faction cards. All right. So do you want to jump through the objectives? Yeah, so the first objective here is Utter Isolation. Duel, score this in an end phase if there are one or more surviving friendly fighters and no fighter is adjacent to any other fighter for two glory. So I love this card. Yeah. Um, this is Alone in the Darkness Reborn. Yeah, pretty much. And that card was so good <laughs> it was restricted. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty excited because this is, this is an auto-include for this Warband. Um, yeah. It's four really fighters. Good. A lot of fighters. A lot of popular Warbands right now are four or less. And yeah, you know, you'll get a Grimwatch, you'll get a, you know, a Gits or a Seraphon or Thorns every once in a while. Um, and, you know, if there is some Afar update, then that could always change. Um, but at this moment, it's a great card. Yeah, and you're going to pack some pushes and stuff anyway, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a great one. It's, four to four. it's sort of hard for your opponent to counter this one. Um, so, I like it. Um, the next one is Unseen Menace. One glory, score this in an end phase if two or more friendly Ideneth are within two hexes of the same enemy fighter. What do you think? 
Yeah, so this is a, an easier version of um, Unafraid. Yeah. Obviously, you get half the glory for it, but I think it's pretty easy to do, especially given the fact that Tamael can come back. Um, and, you know, you, you do have three Ideneth fighters, and, and two of them are low wounds, though. So, for that reason, I might be a little um, scared to have them within two hexes of the same fighter. But you could manipulate this because Tamiel gets a charge two ranges, aw- two hexes away, and then maybe you try to finish that fighter off, or, or maybe pop this, you know, a pop up with a push or something like that. Um, that could work, but I think it's a very okay card, but it's scorable. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think you could play it if you wanted to, but um, I think maybe I would just take Unafraid. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're going for this, you could do both. I mean, yeah, you could, you know. Uh, the next one is Tides of Death, one glory. Score this in an end phase if three or more friendly fighters each have one or more charge tokens. What do you think about it's that? It's pretty easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. If they survive. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Once you lose two of them, it's kind of dead. You can bring one of them back, maybe. Um, so, I think it's okay. I think I like Unseen Menace a little bit more. Um, but uh, it's, not, it's not bad. Like I'm glad it's there because if or someone wants to play bad. like, yeah, I mean if someone wants to play like super aggro, they can. And like this is a great objective to add to your to your deck for that. But I absolutely agree in that it's it's doable. Yeah, and, and that's really all. The next one is scored this uh, taker of souls surge one glory. Score this immediately after your leader's range one attack action that takes an enemy fighter out of action. Yeah, so more often than not, I generally don't like cards like this. Um, and after a while, you know, I played a lot of Wild Hunt. You kind of get rid of Rundown, which is Scathe, eliminating someone off a charge. Yeah. Um, wh- why I do like this one in this Warband in particular is because Alothane is, is such a good fighter. And you're going to want to, in theory, use him to kill people so you can bring Tamael back. And yeah. if, so if that's a natural part of your game plan and the natural part of how this Warband functions then I don't mind taking Taker of Souls. Now, if you do end up taking Taker of Souls, then I don't see why you wouldn't just take Savage Exemplar as well. Right? If, if Elethane's going to be your, like, monster yeah. Voltron fighter. Um, but if Elethane goes down, you know, first round, you know, it's goodbye, Charlie. Yeah, I agree. Um, the next one is Surging Tide. Surge, score this immediately after one friendly fighter's second or subsequent move action in the same phase. One glory. It's great. We mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, like, Longstrider versus Speed would be great for this warband. And here it is. Well, here you go. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Yeah, very good. They can't really score it very easily in the second round, which I think uh, I like. Like, it kind of balances out a little bit. Um, yes. But, uh, but yeah. Cool. Um, the next one is Speed of the Flood Tide. Surge, score this immediately after an activation if three or more friendly fighters are in enemy territory. What do you think? So so usually I wouldn't like this card, but you know, after you mentioned you can kind of pop the spine fin up in enemy territory. <laughs> yeah. You know, you could maybe get like a, a beast trail going, um, a spine fin, and then, you know, maybe get the last fighter in and you have the movement shenanigans to do it. So I don't think it's a bad card. I think there's a lot of cards that can kind of align with this. You know, where all your enemy fighters in enemy territory, and they look like they want to be aggressive. So I, don't, I, I dig it. Um, 
Yeah. I'm a f- my only concern again is the low wound count, which we've touched on a couple times. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that because the fish and the crab can count, though, I think it uh, makes it pretty playable. For sure. Yeah. Playable for sure. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Soul Raiders, one of glory. Score this in an end phase if two or more enemy fighters are out of action. We've seen these before. They're not, uh, but they're not too bad. But yeah, I think the whole concept is scorable, but inefficient. Yeah, a little bit, just a little bit too meta dependent. There's some metas with that. This would be great, but uh, we're just not there yeah. right now. That's true. Um, the next one is Smothered Memories. Surge, one glory. Score this immediately after an opponent discards a card from their hand in the action phase without playing it or scoring it. What do you think about that? So, so <laughs> I, I really like this one. Um, to the End is a really popular card. Um, Crown of the Dead is really popular. Um, so there's a lot of ways in which you can, like, you draw cards and then discard them. Um, yeah. You know, in the action phase itself... Um, there are some faction cards that do work with this, so, right. and I think they're good. Um, so without spoiling them, I think with the combination of the right meta, which I do believe we're in the right meta, and the cards that they have, I, I, I like this one a lot because it's it's essentially just, you know, give your opponent a bad choice. Now your opponent can you know choose not to discard cards, um, and that could brick your hand, but yeah. um, it remains it 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 remains to be seen whether. It's a proper strategy, so my my whole rating depends on whether those cards are are going to be taken. And and candidly, like if you're in a competitive setting and your opponent knows they can deny you a glory if this becomes popular, then they might do that because yeah. it could break your hand. And it could, the larger ramifications of the course of the game could be more than like the buff or choice that they have to make that affects you positively, rather than avoiding it to spend the discard or discard the card. It's my worthy, my wordy way of saying, I don't know. It depends. Yeah. It's interesting because it's, it's a little bit of a meta call. Like if the crown and the unnatural truce and uh, frenzied search are really popular, which they have been before, um, then this is great because they're, they're going to, they're also going to be discarding your cards, but um, I'm not, I guess we'll have to see the quality of the faction cards that need people to discard. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even then it sounds like it's going to be a choice so um, the next one is Merciless Raiders Surge 1 Glory score this immediately after a friendly fighter's attack action made as part of a charge action that takes an enemy fighter in enemy territory out of action yeah I don't, I don't see anything wrong with this card like it's good yeah. it's reliable um, basically my- like a Brata Bay sort of thing that's exactly the card I was going to mention is like if you they're hunters so you can actually like score multiple cards off similar yeah. actions right like you can take like a gathered momentum you know cover ground wing of death merciless raiders brought to bay and it's in theory you could score three of those cards in one activation which is is yeah. great and I think that that's sort of what the leader is going to be wanting to be doing in that second round anyway yeah um, so yeah I, th- I think it's uh, a good addition um, the next one is Guardians of the Deep. One glory. Score this in an end phase if there are no enemy fighters in your territory. So I think this one's really tough for a couple of reasons. A, um, your warband, I think, wants to be aggressive, like a wave crashing on the beach, if you will, or land. Yeah. Um, B, there are a lot of warbands that want to be in your territory. 
<laughs> yeah. And and this is why I like this warband, because they're going to want to be in your territory, too. So, well, is your opponent going to try to kill you or try to score their glory? Right. You know? So, so, so for me, if this was like three glory or two glory, I would consider it for sure. Two glory, at least. But yeah, one glory, it's, it's not even... I'm not going to think about it. Speaking of three glory, the next one is dead or doomed. <laughs> three glory. Score this in the third end phase. If each enemy fighter is either out of action or adjacent to one or more friendly fighters. What do you think? Yeah, so... We, we talk about like annihilation style cards a lot, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and I think, and I think we can both agree. And I, I feel confident speaking for the both of us here is that they're trash. <laughs> yeah. But in this situation, I like the idea of being able to manipulate via pushes. I feel like that's a strong theme with this war band. Like in theory, like even if you get wiped, the spine fin, can pop up and score you this card <laughs> right yeah there's just like one enemy left or something um well it's just like yeah exactly yeah, yeah. with one enemy fighter um so am i am i saying i'm gonna take it probably not <laughs> but yeah you i think you could really figure it out like do an unafraid dead or doomed you know like style deck with unseen menace or tides of death or whatever yeah um, maybe and 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 it could maybe have some legs in like a vanguard event or something, you know. It's it's, it's yeah. not to be, especially in a warband with, I mean, especially in a meta with like a lot of small warbands. Yeah. Um, and if you're playing very aggro, maybe you're likely to have just one fighter left. So it's doable. It just uh, you know has a few too many. Th- it's just a little bit too slow and a little bit too specific. But if yeah, if this was like two glory for any end phase, <laughs> yeah, like I think it, it yeah. stock skyrockets for me, but ultimately it's still one of those cards where I'm like, I think set the tempo's better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the last one is cold eyed killers. Score this in an end phase if two or more enemy fighters were taken out of action in the preceding action phase. We just saw this for Kanan's Reapers. Um, I think I like it a little bit more than you do. <laughs> I actually like it in this warband. Yeah. I don't like it in Kanan's Reapers. Okay. Um, because of the ability to like move charge. Right. Um, Tamayel come can come back in. Um, I But as you've mentioned many times, even in the last episode, meta dependent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still think it's a pretty solid card. Um, even, even in the three and four warband, uh, you know, meta, I think, uh, I think sometimes you'll be able to get two. And for two glory, I think it's worth trying. But um, yeah. but that's it. That's it for the objectives. Yeah. One last thing on that card is I think if like Molog and Crushes and, and some stuff gets toned down, yeah, like via afar, then the stock of this card rises for sure. Because then we'll see more yeah. of the larger warbands, right? That's true. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see. Did you have a favorite one? Utter Isolation. Utter Isolation. Yeah. Yeah, that one's really good. Didn't even have to think about it. <laughs> uh, I like that Surging Tide is back. I like uh, Burst of Speed for a Warband that, you know, has to think about using it and uh, can't use it on all three rounds. So I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 I think, I think, I think some of the cards are a little meh, but then you've got some, you know, yeah. like two or three cards where I'm like, I can definitely rock this. 
and that's all you really need there's like three to four cards that you want to slot into your your deck and then the rest is universals right so i mean i think four of the surges are pretty playable the uh yeah two for killing one for being in enemy territory and then the one for the double move and then i think i would take utter isolation and maybe cold-eyed killers so i mean that's and then you know then you're easily going to be able to fill out the rest with universals so i think this is pretty solid um for me all the ones that i i really like off the bat are all on the left row or left column they're all like literally right on top of one another other isolation surging tide and merciless raiders like those are my three i think yeah yeah and those then, are probably the three best ones and then taker of souls i think is is a good yeah it's a good ponder i don't know if you ultimately <laughs> end up taking it but i'll definitely think about it yeah you may not need that many kill surges so um yeah well you live and die with the dice at that point right right okay did you so you mentioned your favorites yeah so what do you, overall what do you think about that objective set um, I think it's pretty good. I think it's interesting that uh, I don't think any of them mention holding objectives at all. Um, so I think it's, and they're all, they're basically all aggressive in some way. Um, so it seems pretty clear this is supposed to be an aggro <laughs> warband. Um, so, uh, and I think, I think there are some pretty decent cards here to do that with. Yeah. I, I like them. I think this is, um, I think as we mentioned, there's like three to five that are playable in this meta. And then like yeah. depending on your preferences, you can easily go for three or four cards that you really like. Um, but I, I'm not disappointed with the set, the selection, right? I think it's yeah. right about where I expected it to be. Uh, but I am pleasantly surprised with, you know, a couple of cards. Yeah, I think if you could consider like six of a Warband's cards, then like that's fine so yeah um Facts. yeah okay well let's jump into the gambits so we'll start with the first one um per warcom's page so it's i think in reverse alphabetical order it's terror knight venom yeah choose one enemy so it's a poison mm-hmm. first faction poison card um choose one enemy fighter adjacent to one or more friendly fighters you can re-roll one attack dice in attack rolls for attack actions made by friendly fighters that target the chosen fighter. This effect persists until the end of the round or until that fighter is out of action. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I like this one. I think the it's just a question of how early in the round can you actually apply it. Um, I think if you... Uh, you know, if you already have the fish down or you already have somebody stuck in in the second round, this becomes pretty nice. Um, if you have to get someone into position in the first round, I think maybe you only get two uses out of it. That may still be worth it um, if t- for two rerolls. Um, but that's, I don't know, it's, it's a little hard to say. I, I don't think it's a bad card. Um, but it's probably not better than like determined effort or something. Because it's a little bit more situational. But I don't know. What do you think? I think the only reason you would take this accuracy card is if you want something to do with poison. Yeah. And Master of Poisoners isn't uh, the, probably the worth going for. So, Yeah. So unless there's some upgrades that have to do with poison, which I don't believe there are, I, I think it's a... It's, I mean, it's solid, again, solid for Vanguard, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, maybe Determined Effort is just better. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's really not bad. Um, you just have to get somebody adjacent. So I may just have to try it out and see, or just play the Warband a few times and then see if I think that it would be useful. Because part of the problem is that the fish comes down at the end of the uh, enemy's power step, and that means the power step is over. So you can't like put the fish down and then play this and then attack a few more times. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Yeah, let's go to well, the next one. <laughs> yeah, speaking of fish, yeah, in poisons, we've got spine fin toxin. Mm-hmm. Um, so we mentioned, you know, poison delivery system. I guess it's built into the warband <laughs> um, because it can do poisons. Choose one enemy fighter adjacent to a friendly spine fin. Deal one damage to that fighter. In addition. The chosen fighter cannot hold objectives, cannot be on guard, and cannot make range 3 plus attack actions. This effect persists until the end of the round or until that fighter is out of action. Yeah, so I think this one is uh, quite a bit better. Um, And uh, I think it's really good. I think the damage is good. I think the cannot hold objectives is really good. Um, The guard can be good. The range 3 could be good. Um... So I like I like this one a lot. I think I would take this one. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same mind as that if you plan on playing with the spine fin toxin at all and making it part yeah. of your core game plan, which I think you should try at least a couple times. This is a really good card because this can finish a fighter off. This can ruin someone's objective strategy. Um it could make someone easier to take down. It yeah. can ruin Thunder Profiteers, I mean. <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> Sky is uh, the limit here, so I, I like it a lot. Um, let's jump to the next one, Shifting Currents. Um, pick one, remove all friendly shoal counters or shoal tokens from the battlefield and then place one shoal token in an empty hex or pick one objective token in an empty hex and move that objective token into an adjacent hex. You cannot move it into a lethal hex or a hex that contains a feature token. Yeah, um... This one is interesting. I don't think the shoal effect is bad. Um, I'm not sure if it's worth a gambit card. Um, I think if you're playing this warband with uh, some objective flex, with maybe like hidden purpose with capture, um, maybe you consider taking this. Um, but I'm just not sure if the because then you can use it for the shoal, or you can use it for an objective, you know, in a pinch. Um, I'm just not sure if it packs enough value though. Um, but it's it's interesting. I think the idea with this card, which I agree, I think I'm a little bit mixed emotions on it, is um, the idea of, of which you either are looking to score, hold objective surges by mm-hmm. moving them, or you're trying to you know get that spine fin online earlier because you know you like spine fin toxin and maybe lead bone dust like you mentioned earlier, or some of the other cards that could be played via a fighter that is coincidentally very near an opponent because you can play this in your opponent's power phase place a shoal counter and then when their power phase ends spine fin is online and then it's your activation yeah exactly yeah um i think cool. maybe we just have to try the fish more and see how it ends up working and see if we yeah. want those extra shulk shulk placement opportunities for sure for sure which i i think there's some game but uh you know I think you could also easily play this warband without the spine fin. You know, 
But I think you should, if it's free, yeah. you might as well pop it on there and at least get supports. Anyways, Phantasmal Forms is the next card. Mm-hmm. In the next activation, friendly fighters have a defense characteristic of three dodge. <laughs> yeah, I think this is pretty good. <laughs> this is re- <laughs> yeah, I, like yeah I mean, this, this is really good. You, you, you can <laughs> pop this right before the start of the second round. And then your fighters are online. Maybe someone charges you anyways. They can't get through three dodge. You get free attacks inspired. Cool. Yeah. Card. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good. Um, it's good for sure. Good for sure. Um, Fury of the Storm is the next card. Play this only in the third round. Mm-hmm. Each surviving friendly fighter is inspired. Unless another player discards two power cards, in which case nothing happens. Yeah. What do you think about this one? Yeah, this one's interesting. Um, hmm. I, I guess I think that because you have to wait till the third round, um, and then if the opponent really wants to, they can stop it. It makes me not like it that much. Um, what do you think? I don't know if this is actually a choice your opponent will ever make. Well... And like when they when you do ask them to make the choice, there's going to be probably a right choice for them to make, like a pretty clear best option. Well, I think that choice will always be okay. You're inspired because hmm. you're not really gaining much. Yeah, and it, in fact, it actually makes your warband less mobile, which might not matter because in the third round, maybe you want to just get like three or four charges off as much as you can. But I really don't think your opponent's going to discard two power cards. Like, of the 20 cards they purposely put into their deck to fulfill their objectives. So, really, yeah. it's, a, it's a big ask. So, I think that it can be. Um, but it's pretty it's pretty powerful that the opponent gets to choose which cards they're getting rid of. Um, it's kind of like with, um, you know, Frenzied Surge. Yes, you have to get a give a card away, but you get to pick the worst card for you to give away. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I I wouldn't want the leader to be inspired if I was playing against this warband. Um, the Cleveland think, ensnare is pretty annoying, but I think for me, it's like if I know that you're trying to score glory off me making a decision. Yeah, are my two power cards worth denying you one glory? And I think if anyone ever plays a choose card with this warband, <laughs> you're gonna think, wait, do they have that surge? Yeah, maybe. You know? Yeah, that's true. And, and and maybe the glory denial isn't worth it. Maybe it's like, all right, take your glory. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But like well, giving an opponent a glory and giving up two power cards? I don't know. So if we assume that you're correct and that it, you usually will want to just let them inspire, um, you don't think that's worth holding it till the third round, do you? I don't know. Well, that's the thing is like this card can only be played in the third round. If you draw this early, you'll discard it. Yeah, okay. But then, you, I, you know, then you only have four power cards that round. Well, I'm saying is like you throw it at the end of the. So what I'm saying is like if you, okay, so if you're the Ideneth player. Yeah. And you draw this card before the third round. Let's say the first round. Are you going to hold it to the third round or are you just going to toss it in the end phase? I mean, I'm probably going to toss it, yeah. Yeah. So, so A, inefficient, right? B, I, I think giving up two power cards is worth denying you a glory and possibly bricking your hand. 
<clears throat> or forcing you to use an activation to cycle a card. Which is why I would take that choice because I would I would assume that you might have that card. Hmm. Okay, I think I I think there'd be a lot of games when I would rather sorry just not lose discard but inspire cards. sorry but yeah but it's interesting that we disagree. Um, so I guess we'll just have to see. But uh, I, unfortunately, I think the third round part is uh, is what's going to hold it back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I think if we can get past the minutia of the of the of the third round, like yeah, and, and I want to make it clear, I, I think I was misspeaking, but my my whole mind is like I don't care if you inspire because I'll deny you a glory, sure. and you'll probably be dead anyways by the third round, or I'll be dead. Yeah, yeah. one of the two. And and like we said earlier, like they will be pretty upgraded by then, probably. So the uh, yeah. inspire may not uh, may not matter, but. It probably depends on like how many things are alive. If the crab is still alive, then he's kind of annoying when he's inspired. And um, so, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I also just feel like you kind of don't want to be inspired in the third round. Maybe. I mean, you know, we can, we can, I think we can talk about this for a minute, but yeah. let's go to forgotten nightmares, which is the next card. I love this uh, uh, flavor text. Why are you trying to hit a fish? <laughs> Um, I will say, if you look at these uh, faction cards, <laughs> they actually feature enemy fighters more than they feature themselves, hmm. which I think is kind of funny. Um, forgotten Nightmares. When an enemy fighter makes an attack action, pick one eligible fighter as the target of that action, unless during the declare action step that enemy fighter's player discards one power card. This effect persists until the end of the round. So this yeah. is one of those cards that can be... I think a little bit more of a win-win if you have the spinefish online, right? Just as the image depicts. Yeah, yeah. Especially against ranged enemies. Um, it gets pretty annoying against them, I think. Or it gets pretty annoying for them. Yeah. The... Uh, I don't know. The The weakness of it, I guess, is if they are able to position in such a way where they don't have another target or they have two, like, equally valuable targets. Um, definitely the fish is the one that you want <laughs> to be able to send them to. Yeah. Um, I also think if, like, Molog is trying to YOLO your Elethane yeah. and Tamiel is there, you let Tamiel die, you go kill the yeah. squig with Elethane and Tamiel's back online. That's true. And when the uh, Morbins is inspired, they have two fighters at two blocks. So um, even the crab can be used for that. So Mr. Krabs. Yeah. It, it does make them pretty good against range fighters. Yeah. I, I like the fact that this offers choice. And I like the fact that if you set it up correctly, you're at the very least burning of an opponent's power card. Right. Yeah. Next yeah. one is crushing pressure. Um, looks like Glissette's having a real bad headache. Choose one enemy fighter. That fighter's player picks one. In the next activation, the chosen fighter has minus two move to a minimum of zero and a minus two dice from their attack actions to a minimum of zero or that player discards one power card. <laughs> yeah, so this is interesting. This one and the one before it, I feel like kind of just brings up the question of is it worth taking a card in your deck that takes up one card slot of a gambit? And then the, you know, it does something 
or the opponent can just trade in one of their cards, but it doesn't have to be a gambit. It can just be any 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 of their cards. So like, you know, basically the situation on the card has to be worth playing, and then the opponent has to, you know, has to have a card that they don't want, um, or or it has to not have a card that they don't want in order for it to be worth you playing. So, um. When I'm doing like the mental math to see if I think these are worth taking, um, I'm not sure if I think they are. So I think that's going to be the constant dilemma that you have to ask yourself. But I also yeah. think that if you take that surge, it's worth it. Which yeah, that's we true. We've talked about that surge being something that we, maybe we don't want, right? Yeah, I guess my problem with it is I think there are just better surges that don't rely on a combo like that, you know? Yeah. This is also the next activation. If this was a persistent gambit for the round, then yeah. I think this, this, you know, this could like really hamper a Molog or a Hrothgorn or a Morgok or a Scathe or even an opposing Elethane, right? Um, yeah. This is, I think this is, uh, this is uh, ultimately, I just don't know. I think Forgotten Nightmares is the best one. Um, and I think you just take that card for the sake of the fact that you can potentially save a fighter. But I don't know if crushing pressure is worth it. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that Forgotten Mem- or forgotten Nightmares, theoretically... Well, see, the problem with either one is that if, if, if you play it at the perfect time, the opponent just says, well, here's an upgrade that I didn't want. Or like, here's my or worst Or you can play it when they have no power cards. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, it is pretty good in that situation. But it's also um, like extremely unlikely that you can line it up like that. You know, the stars have to yeah. align. That's the problem, is they have to have no cards, and it has to be the perfect time to play this fairly situational card. <laughs> yeah. So, Lots of stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, Cloud of Midnight is the next card. Choose one friendly fighter until the end of the next activation. That fighter cannot be the target of attack actions, cannot be chosen or damaged by gambits, and cannot be pushed. That's pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. Cannot be the target of attack actions. Yeah. I like that. I, I, that's pretty solid to me. I mean... <laughs> that fighter's invincible. For for an activation, yeah. like Yeah. Play it in your power step and have your opponent... Like, I don't know. You could... Uh, you can do some cool things. I mean, if anything, it just saves your fighter so that you can take advantage of the Inspire in the second round, or yeah. you know, maybe your opponent has last activation and you're like, Cloud of Midnight, sorry. Yeah, or... Play a Haymaker-type card or yeah. something like that, and you're just like, okay. I guess you have to choose the fighter. So like, I stick this on Elethane, I think, 90% of the time, right? <laughs> Elethane's probably my Voltron daddy, so... Yeah, yeah, I think so. Save Elethane, but, I mean, the card art has Tamiel, which... Might be worth it. Um, <laughs> Maybe. I like it. Chill Mist is the next card. In the next activation, fighters have minus one move to a minimum of zero and cannot make range three attack actions. They really got a thing <laughs> for uh, uh, Profiteers and Varshriders here. Uh, yeah. I love the card art, though. I-, I love how there's like a fish in the background, too, like a swordfish just lurking. Oh, yeah. Um, what do you think about this card? Um, I think the range three is just too situational 
to really count on. And then I don't think the minus one move is really worth a card. Um, so I don't, I'm not a big fan, but uh, it's also the next active. Interesting. So yeah. If, again, if these were all persisting ploys, like different cons, like different conversation. That's true. Yeah. Minus one move for the whole round would, would be worth thinking about, I guess. But with basically with cloud of midnight and phantasmal forms, um, like you don't need any other defensive ploys. <laughs> yeah. So like those are, those are really, really good. And they're for the next activation. So we're, we're comparing these other ones to that. So like crushing pressure and chill myths, So, all right. Well, the last card is brain barnacles. Um, <laughs> I feel like Gorath is just having a bad time in a lot of these photos. Yeah. Um, yeah. He is He's hitting a fish and then getting brain, barnacles. brain barnacled. Yeah. Choose one enemy fighter within three hexes of one or more friendly Idenath. Keep in mind, there's only three of those. The chosen fighter has minus one move to a minimum of zero. In addition, if the chosen fighter is within one hex of one or more friendly Idenath when this card is played, the fighter's attack actions have the fury characteristic. This effect persists until the end of the round or until that fighter is out of action. Yeah. Thoughts? Um... If I, if I remember correctly, there are better cards that'll make somebody have a Fury characteristic. Um, and if somebody's three hexes away, I don't think I care if they have minus one move or not. So, I just don't find this being that useful. Yeah, I don't know if I can, I can add anything to that, honestly. <laughs> um, you're absolutely correct. So, um, well, why don't we just jump to your favorite? Which is your favorite card of the bunch? Um, I think my favorite is the Spinefin Toxin. Yeah, that's a cool one. Um, the bitch will bite you. I think I like uh, Cloud of Midnight or Phantasmal Forms. I think yeah. like they can both make one of your fighters pretty hard to take down. So yeah. it's a safe, temporary reprieve uh, before you continue to do what you want to do or survive into the next round, uh, potentially inspire. Yeah, I like those defensive cards that just kind of stall the game out for an activation. Um, yeah. And the ones we've seen before are like, you know, the next activation, you can only take one damage. And this this can be like, oh, maybe sometimes a little bit oppressive. Um, but uh, Cloud of Midnight makes you pick a fighter and then Phantasmal Forms can still miss or can still fail the block. So um, they're cool. Yeah. What do you think of the, the cards as a whole? The Gambits. Yeah. Um, they're interesting. They they have a lot of um, like I don't know if control is really the right word, but they they have a fair amount of the ability to mess with the opponent. Um, some really good defensive abilities, uh, which is but and I would say not a lot of offensive abilities. There's the one poison. I guess the two poisons are kind of offensive. Uh, the rest is kind of like a debuff and self buff which is an interesting mix of cards for what you know it seems like it's an aggressive warband from their uh, objectives yeah i feel like all a lot of these cards offer like strong choices for you when building a deck and every yeah. every card you take from this pile of cards the selection is meaningful there's purpose behind it i don't know if like like i think you could build a a, a deck for these guys without any infaction cards for the gambit pool right um you mean without think, any universals or no without, without any any faction cards oh. yeah because yeah, like, i don't sure know if they're could. all i don't know if they're all necessary right but i think there's some 
again, deliberate choices you can make if you have a certain game plan. Whether it's yeah. building into shoal counters and the spinefish or poison, um, or building into, you know, potentially your opponent discarding a card to potentially, um, you know, making your fighters a bit more survivable for one activation, right? So they, they all offer choice. I, I don't know if there's any clear cut answer. Like, there's no like card in here where I'm like, oh my God, this is insane. <laughs> it's more of like, in this situation, I think this would be a nice card. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think I agree. I think that um, we'll see Cloud of Midnight and Phantasmal Forms. Other than that, uh, I mean, I guess Spinefin Toxin, I would probably take. Yeah. I'd probably, probably try those three, and it's possible I'd end up cutting one of them. Yeah. I mean, like, because the thing is, is like, if you want to play into the Spinefin, you take Spinefin Toxin, you take Shifting Currents, and you take Forgotten Nightmares. Yeah, and and you know, and then you're just like, well, that's three cards, maybe four, if you want to take another poison, and that's half your gambits uh, on a fighter that doesn't really do much, but can that's potentially true. do a lot, you know. So things things to consider. Yeah. Um. But let's jump on to the upgrades. Uh, do you want to? Yeah. You want to start these off? Yeah. So the first one is, uh, Vol- or Voltaine Eel. It's a weapon upgrade, range three. Three fury, one damage. On a critical hit, give the target one or more move tokens, and it is restricted to Elethane. Elethane? Yeah. Elethane. That's his name. Elethane. Elethane. Um, one so damage. Slightly better net, I guess, the net that he already has. I just don't think it's. Uh, I mean, the, the on crit thing is okay, but there's just better options if you're if this is what you're trying to do. Correct. Yeah, I think this. His attack action profile makes this almost redundant. Um, yeah, we just got the uh, uh, universal ranged version of this. That's like a one-time. That if it hits, it gives soul tooth net. Uh, the other one, but okay, no, yeah, that is what it is. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the the move one, the three yeah, range the one. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, we're passing on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the next one is unstoppable fury. Uh, you can reroll one attack dice in this fighter's attack rolls for attack actions made as part of a charge action. Um, no restriction there at all. So, pretty good. Solid card. I think any any warband that has this card in part of their faction kit, which we've seen before, usually takes it. Yeah. So, um, I like it. I dig it. And you're going to want to charge a lot with these guys. So why not? Yeah. Next one is Soul Bond. Um, when this fighter makes an attack action, if there is a friendly Elthan within three hexes, that fighter is considered to be supporting this fighter, restricted to Tamael. So I like this card um, for a couple of reasons. A, the supports are really nice. You can get maybe double supports with um, uh, the, the Spinefish. Um, I'm not really sure if how the surges are worded, whether they actually require two fighters or they just state supporting, but maybe you can take cards that reward you for making attacks with supporting fighters and they don't physically state that there must be two fighters there. Um, I also believe that there is an objective that we went over earlier called Unseen Menace, which kind of kind of like helps you set up to score that while, you know, benefiting from Tamiel's range three supports. So... I don't see it as a bad card. Um, I just think that if you heavily invest into Tamiel, you probably take it. Otherwise, probably not. And even then, if Elethane <laughs> goes down early, it's kind of a waste. 
Yeah, I think that's probably the weakness of it. Um, I, I don't like hate taking um, upgrades for Tamiel because he can theoretically come back. Um, but I'm not really sure if this one's worth it. Uh, the next one is Sanguine Pearl. Reduce the damage dealt to this fighter by adjacent enemy fighters' attack actions by one to a minimum of one. Restricted to Idana. Great card. Pop yeah. this on your leader. Yeah. He's not. He's going he's gonna to at least take another, you know, investment card via card from your opponent or another activation that didn't you know, go, go down. Um, I also love anything that looks like blood angel weaponry. So <laughs> extremely biased here, but I think it's a good card for your leader and worst case scenario. It's not bad on Tamiel if Alethane's dead, because then once Tamiel goes down, he can't come back. And yeah. then if you're in or um, if you're is alive, then you know, she can, she can be pretty tanky too. If you invest in her. Yeah. I think the one problem with this card is that it's only range one. Um, we, you know, we have seen versions that are better, but um, there's enough ranged one attacks in the game, even if, you know, a, a leader or something or, you know, in another warband isn't, I think, I think this will still work in yeah. most of the time. I feel like a lot of the Diarchasm warbands are range one. They're like melee warbands. And, um, and it doesn't necessarily just say range one. It just says adjacent. So like, Oh, that's true. You yeah. know, so like a fighter that's could true. be hitting you with a range three or range to attack adjacent to you. So, yeah, you could use a counter charge or something too to sneak around. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good point. Um, the next one is Martial Excellence. If this fighter has one or more charge tokens, this fighter is on guard, restricted to Jurian. Yeah. So if she gets on, so like she's two dodge and two block, either way. Yeah. Um, I feel like she's always going to have a charge token <laughs> because you're going to move true. or charge. Second activation or second round, you're going to charge. Third activation, she's either dead or you're charging. Right. Um, so this isn't a bad card. I don't know if I want to invest much into her, though. I feel yeah. like my two investment options, my priority is probably Tamiel and Elethane. Yeah, I kind of wish she just had this ability like built in. <laughs> that would have been really uh, cool instead of that flavor text on her inspired side. That would have yeah, been funny. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't think it's quite worth the card, but it's cool. It's a cool ability. Yeah. Um, next one is Lure Light, restricted to Elethane. When an enemy fighter is taken out of action while adjacent to this fighter, that fighter's player picks one. You gain one glory point, or that player discards one power card. I actually like this one quite a bit. Yeah. So this this is where that card and that whole discard mechanic comes into play. So like if you can get yeah. Lure Light out and then you maybe take Forgotten what's that one called? Forgotten Memories? Forgotten Nightmare? Um yeah, Forgotten Nightmares. Th- then I think you could probably get it down because at that point then it's like your opponent will give you the glory. Um well, I don't think they give you the glory. I think they discard a card. No, no, no. If you have that objective. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think you just probably score the objective if you happen to have it. Exactly. So either way, you're getting a glory is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. right? But like, but then if not, then like they're, they're, they're in theory throwing away resources, which is, I That's guess, the, the underworld's way of saying we're claiming your souls. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I guess I your like cards it. are the souls. <laughs> even if yeah, even if you don't take that objective, I think you take this card. Yeah, yeah, because I think I think just an upgrade and having it be an effect is you know maybe you get to use it twice in the game. Um, 
you know, that, that has more value than a gambit would. Yeah. Um, and a quick shout out real quickly is, um, the, the, the term poison delivery system. It was given to me by Michael Carlin. I was, I was talking to him about it earlier and he, he coined that phrase. (laughs) So I just wanted to give him credit. Uh, the next one is hunter of souls plus one damage to this fighter's attack actions that target a fighter with one or more wound counters. It is restricted to I did not. Um, I think, you know, we talk about one shot meta a lot, but we haven't been in one in a while. Hmm. Cause like, you know, they're big boys out there. Yeah. So this could be a neat way to take down four wound and higher miniatures, especially because all of them just do two damage. Yeah. I agree. I think I think you're going to want to take at least three sources of damage with this warband. Um, and I don't know if you want to reduce the defense dice on them. Yeah, I think you take with the savage strength. Yeah, I think I think this is this is very easily like distract into a lethal boom or yeah. lethal ward boom. Is lethal ward in the game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Came out in the uh, essential. Spec. Essential. Yeah. 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 I yeah, remember so, it's Kacharg being caught on fire. Yeah. yeah. So I think you'll take Glory Seeker in great strength, but then this might be your third one if, um, you know, take like Sting of the Urgrav or something like that. Um, it's it's worth considering, I think. Well, I think the the, 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 one, the one with Glissette on it, the one that gives you a hunger counter. Oh, that's true too, yeah. Because like when you die, don't you remove all counters? There's so many of them. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one is... Aether C. Aether C Predator. <laughs> Reaction. During an enemy fighter's move action, after that fighter enters a hex adjacent to this fighter, for the first time in that action, roll one attack dice. On a roll of smash, that fighter's move action ends. <laughs> Restricted to Dune Claw. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm just going to reread this again. During enemy fighter's move action, after the fighter enters a hex adjacent to this fighter for the first time. Yeah. So like what like a third of the time you can just deny a charge, or like if they if they happen yeah. to move adjacent to you, right? Yeah, they they get to attack the crab, I guess, because they're in they're in range. But basically, it makes the crab like a like a blocker, sort of, or has the chance to to block. Um, yeah, I don't think we've ever seen anything like that before. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool, um, but I think it's also like. I think I feel like we play in in, a, in an environment where it's like, oh, y- are you sure you want to move in this hex next to Doing Claw? Yeah, and, and you know, because like I have this upgrade, and they're going to be like, oh, 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 okay, I'll just go around. And you're gonna be like, oh yeah, that's fine, that's fine, bro. Yeah, because like we do that all the time. You know, like oh, I'm going to charge from here, and they're like, and then you're like, oh, wait a second, wait a second, I'm just going to move here because you're trapped. And then you're like, yeah, that's fine. I mean, you know. Yeah, I do think that um, you you know you could probably put him in positions where it makes it hard to avoid him. Sure. Um, but I think just the fact that it's restricted to him and it only works a third of the time um, probably means you don't play it, but I, I like the design space a lot. For sure. I think the design space is really cool. I just feel like... Again, it's th- sort of like maybe he should have had this ability built in. Built in. Oh, and it also does give his, his crushing claw attack ensnare. I missed that. Um, hmm. Might so, be worth for the ensnare alone. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, we've all seen Legain win games. Maybe Dune Claw can, <laughs> can can be your finisher in some situations. Yeah, maybe, maybe. 
Um, the next one is Born from Agony, plus one wounds, and then Lethal Hexes cannot deal damage to this fighter, restricted to I don't know. I really like it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, even though it's only for the I don't know, plus one wounds is great, and the Lethal Hex thing is just icing on the cake. Yeah. Super, super good card. Um, I love how he's just like doing a pimp walk <laughs> across some spikes with a shark in the background. That's a yeah. great album cover, honestly. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the last one is Armor of the Scythia. I don't know Scythe? how to pronounce it. I don't know if it's Kaithai or Scythai. Yeah. But it means Awakened. It's oh. the original race of elves created by Teclas, which happened to be the Ideneth. That's the... But, like, Firstborn, which cool. the only one that's still alive is, like, I think his name is Volturnus. He's the High King of the Deep. He's, like, the named character on the eel. Mm-hmm. He's a boss. Okay. The uh, effect is restricted to Ideneth, and it's minus one dice from adjacent fighters' attack actions that target this fighter to a minimum of one. Uh, pretty good, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, again, this specifically states adjacent, not range one. Right. So, like, in theory, you could, like... I think it's kind of cool. You can Sanguine Pearl, Armor of Scythi, and Born <laughs> from Agony, and you have, like, a five-wound fighter who can't take damage from lethal hexes and can potentially, for some matchups, like, take one less damage and, and be harder to hit. It's really cool to me. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I can almost see a build where, like, Tamael becomes really annoying. <laughs> so you have to kill him, and then he just keeps coming back. Maybe. You know? But you, you yeah. probably stick it on Elethane. <laughs> I think I think the, the, one of the nice things about this warband is that they are all pretty accurate, other than the crab. So I, I think um, like part of the problem is they're all kind of just missiles, because they're range one, for the most part. Um, or they have the range three javelin. So they're going to be charging. Yeah. But... Uh, I don't know. I think you just soup them up and then you try to get a kill over and over again. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, yeah. So, so, again, like, there's, so I think there's just so many options. Yeah. All right. There's, there's no clear cut answer, which but I Do you have love. a favorite? Uh, for the upgrades? Yeah. Uh, dude, it's probably going to be like Born from Pain, I think is what it's <laughs> called. Born yeah. from Agony. Yeah, so yeah, that one's good. It's probably like... But Lorelite's pretty cool from a design perspective. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I think Sanguine Pearl and Unstoppable Fury are pretty solid too. Yeah. Um, I, think there's a, I think there's a lot of good cards here. The um, Unfortunately, the named ones don't all make the... <laughs> or they're not all up to snuff, but unfortunately, that's the case most of the time. Yeah, I mean, like, Unstoppable Fury, Soul Bond, Sanguine Pearl, yeah. Lure Light, Hunter of Souls, Born from Agony, and Armor of Sithai. It's like, what, six cards? Seven cards? That are all worth considering. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It might be a quick consideration in regards to some of them, but <laughs> at least you're not dismissing them off the bat, which I think is important. Yeah, and again, a lot of these are um, pretty defensive, which is pretty interesting to me. Um, for you know what seems to be an aggressive warband, so it seems like they may be aggressive, but they're also going to try to slow you down and um, 
kind of mess your aggression up in turn. So um, I wonder if that means they're going to be pretty difficult to kill. Yeah, I mean, they might be. I feel like if you can get glory early yeah, and you start stacking on some of these defensive upgrades, you can at least make one of them pretty difficult to um, survive. Or sorry, make it difficult to be taken down and instead survive. So I, yeah. I like, I like the options. I like the, I like, again, what I was saying earlier is that this warband really doesn't have any clear cut choices, but I feel like if you can figure it out for you, what works best for you in the meta, these guys can be really good. Um, and I, and we're not just saying that, at least I'm not just saying that because we get free stuff. Like we're allowed <laughs> to be critical. There's nothing in, our contract, we don't even have a contract. It's nothing in our communication with Games Workshop where we can't say that we can be critical about things. If you look at any other 40K or AOS or, <laughs> or like other, you know, early review or early access reviewer, like they can be quite critical and they can say like, oh, this rule sucks. Um, and while we may not say that because we, we try to just find every use for a card, in this situation, like I truly, and, and Jonathan might think differently, I don't think these guys suck. I don't think they're trash. I don't think they're bad. I think they're hard to play and they're not obvious. And if that's your definition for something that's trash, then that's your problem. But <laughs> like eyes of the nine are not a, you know, they're a hard war band to play. They're very difficult. I don't think they're trash, but then if you talk about blade coven, like I think they're trash, but then like I've seen some people do some really <laughs> cool things with blade coven. Like conversely, yeah. like I think chosen axes are really bad, but like some people love them and I'm not going to fault them for it. But in this situation, I think these guys have better stats than Eyes of the Nine. You know, Jonathan mentioned they're quite comparable to the Wild Hunt. And, um, you know, I think they're going to be as hard to play as Eyes of the Nine, but if you can figure it out, you're going to have a great time and your opponents are going to be like, damn, these guys are a lot better than I thought it was. And that's the best feeling. You know, like you're one of our patrons, Eric. He only plays Eyes of the Nine. <laughs> it's been like two years. He doesn't stop playing Eyes of the Nine. Yeah, but like I've seen him like take down meta stuff because he just knows what he's doing, right? Yeah. And he understands his matchup. So I think if you can do that with uh, this warband over time, you're going to be in a good spot for sure. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't think I see them as being that much. I don't. I don't think I think that they're that difficult um, to do well with. Uh, I don't know. It's a little bit difficult to, to really gauge anything right now. If I think about the current meta and we're saying like, you know, basically the, the whatever the most disgusting crush attack is, like nothing is really that good at that, against that. Um, maybe unless you've completely tailored to beat that. But like if if that's if you put that aside and you just it's everything else. I, I think most of this stuff is reasonably competitive um, against most of the rest of it. Um, I think we just have a few problem builds that, you know, are kind of head and shoulders above everything else. But yeah, um, there's also been such an influx of cards lately that I'm not even really sure. Um, like, I don't, I don't think I have the firmest grasp on the, you know, the way the meta is going to shake out. So uh, we'll see. I, I think these guys can have a incredible second turn though. Um, if they have a few glory, and then you put on some damage. Like the leader is going to kill somebody. Um, so 
you know, I, I think that's pretty good. Um, how do you think you would play these guys? Would you, would it be aggro? What, like, what, what would you, how would you do that? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I mentioned that it's not like a, there's no real obvious way to play them, but I think yeah. out of that concept, like the most obvious way that I would think to play them ironically is to like play very similar strategy to where I'm kind of to wild hunt where yeah. I kind of want to maybe score like a hidden purpose or a swift capture or um, conversely, maybe just make four charges turn one. Cause I've done that too. And you can do yeah. that in this war band, or you can play a bit more cautious and set up for an amazing round two, as you've alluded to, which I yeah. think this, this, this war band will win the game in round two or lose it right before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think they like the speed package. Um, yeah. I think maybe you take a, one or two kill surges and then, um, I think you can double up on their show of force, um, version. Um, and then just go aggro. I think that works. Um, I don't know if you take inspired attack. Um, I'm not sure about that because you only get it one round, but yeah, man, <laughs> it's it's really good in that second round. <laughs> well, an interesting thing to think about is right. It's like maybe you don't need inspired attack because you have yeah, Elthane Elf, hits on three dice, Furin hits on three dice, Tamiel, you know, two. Yeah. Doing Cloud goes to three and inspired like you. It's a good warband for fighters ferocity. Yeah, you know that's true. Like you, you can really find just need damage. Well, that's what I'm saying is like you can find damage in places like you have the, you know, you mentioned great strength. You mentioned um, yeah. glory seeker. You could, I agree. You don't want to take savage strength. So you take the the one where you get the hunger. What's it, what's it called? Um, um, I forget. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll find it. Uh, and then, and then you take maybe fighters ferocity or, or you take snare. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You can take it like you know, like you can take a lethal ward, um, and then that, and you know, if you maybe take enough ping damage or poison, perhaps via the spine <laughs> fin, then you can open up that faction upgrade, which is um, what's it called, uh, Hunter of Souls, and then you've got all the damage you need because your guys are already accurate. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I think that that's basically what you need to try to do is get a little bit of glory and then soup up the damage and then go for the killing round too. And, um, I don't know. Like I almost want to take something like vision of glory to like get a double charge in that with the leader in um, round two. Yeah. Or even yeah. in round any other round. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. They, they seem fun to me. I mean, I, I just need to try them and you know, I'm, I'm sure there's a build there. Um, so I think aggro is the way to go. I could see taking hidden purpose, but and swift capture, but that's probably about it. Um, they're not actually great at objectives because there's only three of them that can hold it. So yeah, um, maybe I actually hidden purpose would be the only one I would probably take right but, off the bat. But that doesn't even like fit the um, the, the 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 fluff behind them, the lore, right? Like yeah. these guys are trying to get in, steal your souls, and get out. <laughs> yeah, and I I, yeah. I think it's a disservice to make them hold objectives longer than maybe on the way up to you or on the way back out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Feral symbiote is the name of the card, by the way. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. I think that one's pretty good too. Do you think think you want to take like weapons with these guys? Like soul tooth dagger, amber bone sword. Um, cause I feel like 
with Skaven, you do that a lot, right? Because yeah, keep coming back. But Tamiel has a good attack action, so I don't know. I think that you don't right now, at least, because what they really need is damage more than accuracy, and I don't think you can afford to take both um, weapons and then the damage to boost the weapon damage above two. Um, that's true. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. The uh, and I think you actually want the damage to be able to go on the crab if you need it to. So yeah, that's true. Once he inspires, I think you'll get one good charge out of the crab. And then the, uh, the other thing that I I don't know if I've really been able to quantify yet because I haven't messed around with him is uh, you know how easy is it to get supports with the fish? Because if it's if it is pretty easy, and I think it, it might be, because it's like if, if an enemy charges in, you're going to be able to put a fish next to him, and there's nothing they can do about it, because you're just going to put the shoal down, and then you're going to put the fish down the next round. Yeah. So that they're they're just going to get, you know, they're going to get fished. So, um, so I think you're going to pretty reliably be able to get the supports down, and then that's just going to make your guys more accurate. So. I think you yeah, really I was just, just looking at strength of the swarm, which is like plus one dice if you have a supporting a fighter, mm. plus one damage if you have two. You know, mm. I don't know if you'll ever get the two, but maybe it's something you could work towards. Um, we keep forgetting to mention yeah. Sting of the Urger, by the way. You know what's really funny? Cursed mm-hmm. Blade. Yeah, I feel like it's a it's a it's a way to guarantee Tamiel dies in a way. <laughs> you have to you have to just activate him first, but like. He could. That's three damage, off the bat. That's true. You know, yeah. oh, I, it's we'll still talk eight. about it in the next episode. But there's a there's a pretty interesting upgrade that does have damage to you as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, did, I purposely didn't bring that one up. Oh. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, there, there's some. There's, this card has the set has some good universals. Um, yeah, as always seems to be the case with divisive warbands, <laughs> like like earthquake and ready for action and chosen axes. Yeah, you know that's true. No one plays chosen axes, but everyone uses those cards, or at least did at the time. So, you <laughs> know, if they do that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> now you're onto something. Um, but yes, I think that concludes our faction review for Elethane's Soul Raid. I think, I think mixed reactions online for sure, but I think Jonathan and I are being positive about it. I think we see the potential, um, yeah. and we could be wrong. We've been wrong before. Yeah, I, mean, um, I, I think that we thought the Cannons Reapers were not as good as everybody seemed to think. Um, and I think these guys are a little bit better than everybody seems to think. So, yeah, you know, that's be wrong. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Like I've I've seen some like I've I've played a couple games with Cannons Reapers and uh, with and against them, and and they've done really well. Yeah, but like they're not like this warband's broken. Like I can't tell you how many Facebook comments I saw, where like it was like broken <laughs> warband, and I was like, yeah. "Do you even play this game?" And <laughs> and then like in this in this situation, it's like crap warband, you know, bad yeah. warband. But it's not, and I can't yeah. wait to prove people wrong. And the interesting thing is that every time every time a warband comes out, you're like, "Oh, these guys are really bad," or, or almost every time I would say, because if we do have like the Ravager situation. <laughs> But a lot of the time when this happens, it ends up being some people's favorite warband and then they end up doing some cool stuff with it. So, you know, and I think we always have to remember we have like 35 warbands in the game right now. You can pl- you can play something else if you want to. <laughs> yeah, for real. And, and, and you know what? Yeah. Uh, 
and I listened to his podcast the other day, so I'm gonna give him a shout out. Um, Battle for Salvation, they're back, kind of. Yeah. Um, and they had a new episode. Just a good listen. You know, Matt, he plays Ravagers a lot. Um, he's from Into the Glory Hole. Um, oh, okay. And uh, you know, he's been doing this series like Road to a Grand Clash. He kept referring to Ravagers. Like yeah, yeah, good luck. Um, <laughs> um, he didn't say it was easy. So he keeps referring it to RTGC, which I was like losing track of it throughout. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so anyways, it's it's a really cool um, concept. And, and uh, Max is notorious for saying Warbands suck, but then they don't. <laughs> then they um, win like a tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So like the only yeah. time he's he's been right. Actually, he's never been right because he didn't say the Witch Elves suck. So. Yeah. But he said I suck, he said Worms Bat suck, and he said something else. I can't remember. Oh, Dread Pageant, I think he said. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, they were another one where right off the bat everyone's like, their stats are awful. Yeah. They'll, like, they'll, they'll never inspire. Good. They'll never do this. Yeah. It's just yeah. chaos, man. It just takes finesse. Yeah. Or emo elves, one of the two. <laughs> I don't know. I think I just prefer when it's not as obvious and you have to try to figure it out and make it work. Like, that's kind of the whole puzzle of the of the game. So You know who's really good at that? Carlin. Yeah? Yeah, when he's not playing Molog. <laughs> he's pretty good at it when he's playing Molog, too. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, finding ways that are not obvious to yeah. make things work, right? Because I feel like... Moloch's pretty uh, one-dimensional. Um, but he's done really well with some older Warbands in the past. So Yeah. Uh, Skaven. Yeah. So um, flex your muscles. Maybe raid some souls of your own. And uh, try to figure out how this Warband ticks. And uh, I'm looking forward to... I think we're both looking forward to seeing how they actually end up playing. There's an online clash coming around the corner. So, you know... If someone wants to take it there and prove the world that they're wrong, the world is wrong, rather, then uh, please do so and and let us watch and, and bask in your glory, in your fury of the storm. Um, aside from that, I think I'm done for this warband. Do you have anything <laughs> else that you'd like to share? Nope. I think that is it. So once again, thank you to our patron supporters. If you'd like to join our current patrons, you can do so at patreon.com slash path to glory. You can find all of our blog content on path to glory podcast.com. If you have any feedback, questions, or comments, let us know on Facebook, Twitter, or discord at path to glory podcast. Uh, please rate and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. As always, thanks for listening and we wish you the best of luck on your path to glory. Oh my god, this warband is so bad. That's what the internet sounds like lately. It's just annoying. Oh. <laughs> Hot take, maybe. Maybe that's a bit too divisive. I don't know. I, I could, you know, we could just be wrong. Could be wrong. <laughs> Are you going to paint your spinefish like your uh, Discord logo? Yes. Profile? Yes. Are I you. I feel like it would be wrong to do anything else. Are you going to like cross out spinefish and put wiggle instead of spine? <laughs> Is it written somewhere on the card, on, I guess? It's on the card. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm just going to get a... Anytime it says spine, you can say wiggle. Yeah. I wiggle, 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 wiggle. Every time I summon him, I'm going to go wiggle, 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 wiggle. You know what it sounds to me? It's like, isn't that a song? It's like, oh, it's called, it's like jiggle, 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 boop, 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 boop. You know what I'm talking about? I think they say oh, no, I think, I think it wiggle. says wiggle. I yeah. think it's wiggle, actually. Yeah, yeah I think so. You look at you, man. 
This is your year, dude. You're getting married. <laughs> you got a new job. You have a theme song. You made it into the game twice. Jeez, man. What can I say? Some people just got it like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I stopped it. I'm done. <laughs> when did you stop it? Like right now. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs>